Hey there, Desi Crime fans. I'm your host, Aryan. And I'm Ishwarya. And welcome back to another episode of the Desi Crime Podcast. This podcast is run by two 20-some-year-olds and supported by an amazing team at Lost Debate. When you contribute to our Patreon or share us with your friends, you too become a part of our team. So if you have the means, please contribute to our Patreon. And if you don't, please share our episodes and posts on your social media. Be a loyal Desi crew member. Go to patreon.com slash desicrime. We would like to thank our latest patrons, Kutsia Alvi, Anonymous, Alicia and Kristen Menace. Thank you for showing your love. Your contributions truly help sustain this show. The perfect marriage, that's a goal for so many people. To find that one person that they can spend their life with. That one person that is there with you through your thick and thin. That supports you no matter what. Seldom do people find such a partner. But when they do, it's a coming together of two worlds in a remarkable union. But as amazing as this union is, the flip side of that coin is a travesty. What happens when that one person is taken away from you? What happens when that oh-so-perfect partner is no more? Well, this is one such story. The story of the union that was simply never meant to be. This is the story of Mitesh and Jessica Patel. Today's episode is, simply put, Ashwara, unbelievable. I wanted to tell you bits and pieces about this case while researching, but I really had to resist my urge to divulge information because I know <laughs> you will have your mind blown by this case. The thriller, the drama, but more than that, this case is eerily similar to one that we have covered in the past. But you won't figure that out till the very end. So when you do... Feel free to interrupt. Okay, Aran, you've got me excited now, like always. So without further ado, what is this union, this marriage that wasn't meant to be that you speak of? What you're about to hear, Ashwarya, and our listeners alike, is a call between Mitesh Patel, a 37-year-old pharmacist in Middlesbrough, United Kingdom, and the emergency 999 operator. It's emergency. Oh, hi. Uh, I, I think we've been burgled and my wife's been attacked. Whereabouts? What's the address? We're on number 35, the avenue in Middlesbrough, Linthorpe. Right. So is that where your wife is now? Yeah. Well, I've just come home. I, w- I was just out. I went to get like something to eat and see the lads at work and get my laptop. And I yeah. come home and the house is ransacked. And she's just on the floor. She's got duct tape all over her and she's like unconscious. Right. I'm try- Shall I take this duct tape off her? Can she breathe? Can she breathe? asked the 999 operator on the day of May 18th, 2018. On the other line is Mitesh Patel, who found his house in a disarray upon entering. It looked like his house had been burgled or ransacked by thieves. He wasn't really sure. But then again, it didn't really matter. 
After all, his wife was there in a corner lying unconscious, her hands and feet tied and duct taped. In that English accent of Mitesh that you just heard is a muddled cry for help. The operator attempts to calm him and understand what's happening by asking, can she breathe? Can she? Before we get on with whether she could breathe, there's the more important question at hand. Who is she? The woman found unconscious in a house in Linthorpe, a locality of Middleborough. Her name is Jessica. Jessica Patel, 34-year-old pharmacologist and wife of the 37-year-old pharmacologist Mitesh Patel. This story begins with their story. Jessica Patel was born on 16th September 1983 as the first child of Jay Patel. She grew up in Leeds, a town in the historical area of West Yorkshire. Her youth was spent in a typical Desi joint family of 12 people. Cousins, grandparents, aunts, you name it. They lived above the family business, a run-of-the-mill convenience store. But despite the middle-class upbringing in a family of 12, it goes without saying, they all loved each other. Now, I know, how does a family of 12 living together under one roof live happily ever after? 12 is too much, is it not? It might be for you or me, but Jessica's cousin Gayatri Patel remembers her time in this bustling household as fun, joyous. Quote, it was a lot of fun growing on top of each other. Lots and lots of memories were made. Unquote. Aran, I think this is a theme across a lot of our episodes where these families are so different from our hmm. nuclear families that we grew up in today. Yep. It was a different time. Uh, but they seem to have the time of their lives living together. The idea has almost kind of grown on me as we've gone through these episodes. It sounds amazing. It's grown on me not just through these episodes, but I think just as a function of age, right? I remember right. hating a joint family three, four years back. But <laughs> now as I've grown up, you know, you're an adult living alone, living life. The thought of a you know joint family with your cousins around you is almost nostalgic and sounds fun. Yeah. As for Jessica herself, Toeshwarya, she is remembered by her sister Divya Patel as a fun and goofy person to be around. Jessica, even as a kid, had a good sense of humor and at the same time managed to be calm and patient. A salient detail about Jessica is her girliness. Now, this is not the society-imposed sexist girliness I'm talking about. This is the kind of girliness and manliness that comes with being an elder sibling. Elder siblings have a tendency to have strong parental instincts. Jessica had strong maternal instincts. She grew up watching Bollywood romances of the 80s and 90s. You know which ones I'm talking about. Everyone's favourite, the greatest actor the world has ever seen, Shah Rukh Khan. And if you disagree with my fandom of Shah Rukh, I don't care. He's the best. Point being, Jessica adored the man chasing the woman, falling in love and starting a family. That dynamic, she loved it. Not only did she enjoy watching it on the big screen, she wanted to emulate that in her own life. Jessica was described as, quote, girly by her sister for that very reason. Jessica wanted a family, wanted to become a mother, wanted to become a wife. And her desire to raise a family wasn't mutually exclusive from her ambitious side. Jessica wanted to become a pharmacologist as well, something she had aspired for at a very young age. So the time came in 2002 when the oldest child in that 12-person household 
was about to leave the nest to go to university. She began her undergraduate studies in pharmaceutical sciences in 2002 in Leicester at the Montfort University. This was a big deal. This family had always been together and was tightly knit. To have a strand of this fabric loosen was uncomfortable. But again, this was a loving family, not a toxic one. So Jessica was let go to live her own life. At the Montfort University, while pursuing her studies, Jessica met a man. Lo and behold, Mitesh Patel, three years her senior, studying the same pharmacology course she was studying. But this wasn't the first time these two were meeting. Mitesh was not a stranger. In fact, Mitesh was the farthest thing from a stranger. You see, both Jessica and Mitesh grew up in West Yorkshire, an area known for its Desi Hindu community. Moreover, Jessica and Mitesh were kinda like family friends. Their parents knew each other and the two of them had in fact met each other in community gatherings. But now that they went to the same university, with the same background, that sense of familiarity brought with it a little more than friendship. Q a budding romance. Mitesh Patel was born in 1981, eldest of two sons. Although he did grow up in the same community as Jessica's, his was a slightly more conservative and strict household. Sort of the typical Indian family that comes to mind. In fact, even during those childhood gatherings, Jessica and her sisters would tease the young Mitesh as an old man because he espoused those traditional values of his parents. But now, in 2002, at university, they weren't kids anymore. They were on their way to adulthood, and with that comes romantic relationships. However, this budding romance was cut short, Ishwarya. Two months into Mitesh and Jessica dating, their relationship fizzled out because Jessica began frequenting her home in Leeds to take care of her mum. Mrs. Patel had terminal cancer. And the family knew it was only time before she took her final breath. Jessica wanted to be with her mum in those final moments, not at university, understandably so. This caused her relationship with Mitesh to fragment. In 2005, Jessica's mother succumbed to her disease. She died. But a tragedy like the death of a mother that causes families to usually disintegrate merely served as an adhesive for the closely knit Patels who found comfort in each other. Jessica took the role of a mom and took care of her dad as well as her younger siblings. But what about Jessica herself? Who was her shoulder to cry on? That shoulder belonged to Mitesh. In probably the most difficult time of a person's life, Mitesh stepped in for Jessica and reignited that romance and love. They fostered that relationship and were madly in love with each other. One after another teddy bear started racking up in Jessica's room. Mitesh showered her with love and Jessica fell deeper in it. She wanted to marry the man and Mitesh reciprocated those sentiments. Both of them loved each other and both of them wanted to be married. It was young love. In fact, Jessica's sister recalls how the couple talked for hours at night, endlessly, ending phone calls with the quintessential, no you cut the call, no you cut the call, 
That's so cute, Aryan. And I hate when we begin our episodes with the description <laughs> of a perfect life and a perfect romance and a perfectly happy family, despite the tragedy of Jessica's mother dying. It sounds like she was living her life. She was going to make a new family in in the form of a romantic relationship and her marriage to come. But we know what this podcast is for, and I hate hate hearing <laughs> these incredibly happy stories. <laughs> Uh well happy prefaces are something you do way more than me so you know blame yourself <laughs> right. for this but after graduating from the Montfort University with her degree in pharmaceutical sciences the ambitious Jessica got admission at the prestigious Manchester University for a master's in pharmacology at the very same institution her boyfriend Mitesh was in his final year of the same degree in love in the same city at the same university pursuing the same career from the same community and the same religion it couldn't have been a more perfect desi match and so it came as a surprise to mitesh when after 2 years of dating jessica he approached her father to ask him for her hand but was flat out denied what yes jay patel denied mitesh patel his daughter's hand in marriage Now this isn't a white couple who can marry whoever and however they want. This is a brown family in a Hindu community. Values are important and having your parents blessings is certainly a desirable aspect of marriage. Moreover, Jessica loved her father and was disappointed he didn't allow the union which both of the adults wanted. Jessica protested. Mitesh insisted. It all felt hurried to Jessica's family for some reason. But Mitesh's parents on the other hand despite being more conservative Ishwarya wanted the marriage and were happy that the couple had decided to sanctify their relationship. They planned on getting married in July 2009 which meant it would still be a year until Jessica graduates. Was it hurried? What was the rush? Jessica's sister and father wondered. But Jessica found her prince charming her Shahrukh Khan so to say it was after all a fantasy right find a man you love get married and have kids and so Jessica firmly resolved to marry her father finally acquiesced to her demands and reluctantly gave his blessings What followed was a lavish Indian wedding. 500 guests attended it. Apart from the inevitable bridal tears, Jessica was so extremely happy. Now, at this point, several years have gone by in their marriage, right? Several years into this couple's marriage, they have managed to fulfill another dream, that of owning their own pharmacy. They moved from Leeds to Linthorpe, a city 66 miles away. There on Roman Road they purchased the Roman Road Pharmacy and turned it into a successful business which also served as a pillar for the community. So not only did they buy a business and turn it into a successful venture they also became homeowners by buying a house in a posh section of Linthorpe. Both Mitesh and Jessica soon garnered the community's approval and became well liked contributing members of the small rural town of Linthorpe. This is why what happened on Monday 14th of May 2018 shook the Linthorpe community forever and had its ripples felt all over the United Kingdom. 14th of May began as just another day for the Patels. After all the couple had a pharmacy to run. They went to work at their pharmacy in the morning. 
that day, Jay Patel, Jessica's father, happened to stop by their store. All was normal according to him. Jessica was smiling and happy and nothing seemed awry. Jay promised his daughter he would stop by the following week. You see, ever since they moved to Linthorpe from Leeds, it was tough for her family to visit Jessica often. Even though the distance was merely 66 miles, it was still a day's worth of a round-trip journey. This happened to be a surprised visit by her dad. Mitesh was also having a normal, regularly scheduled day. He took the earliest shift because he had to go to the gym later in the afternoon. Mitesh recalls that Jessica was at work until 7pm that night and came back home around that time. And around the time she came back home, he had gone back to the pharmacy to collect his laptop that he had forgotten and right after stopped by Romano's Pizzeria to get food for the couple. This is caught on CCTV camera, him paying for the food and getting the pizza. Around half an hour after leaving the house to run these couple of errands, he was back. But this wasn't the same house he had left just moments ago at 7.44pm. In the corner, beside the window, lay a cold, unconscious Jessica, her hands and feet taped. It was at 8.20pm that Monday, Mitesh dialed the UK emergency number 999 and the following conversation took place. It's emergency. Oh, hi, uh, uh, I think we've been burgled and my wife's been attacked. Whereabouts? What's the address? We're on number 35, the avenue in Middlesbrough, Linthorpe. Right, so is that where your wife is now? Yeah, well, I've just come home. I was, I was just out. I went to get, like, something to eat and see the lads at work and get my laptop. And I yeah. come home and the house is ransacked. And she's just on the floor. She's got duct tape all over her and she's, like, unconscious. Right. I'm trying to take this duct tape off her. Can she breathe? Well, no, because she's not take the, take the duct tape off her, then. Well, I've got the duct tape off her. There was, it was on her legs, right, by her ankles and on her arms. And tied, like, she'd been tied up. But her hands are really cold. She's been tied up by her hands. Yeah. And also uh, uh, tape around her legs. Yeah. And marks around her neck. Yeah. She's got like blood on her nose and like stuff dripping out onto the floor. What position is she lying in at the moment? She's in the recovery position. I've okay. Put her in that already. No, okay. And and she's not re- she's non-responsive. No, Jess, come on, baby, wake up. We've got <laughs> Mitesh, Mitesh, Mitesh. This, please, listen to me, please. Baby, wake up. We've got we've got an ambulance coming. They're travelling on blue lights as well. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, we've got. Will you wake my dad, please? There's no there's nobody on scene, is there, Mitesh? No, there's nobody here. I had a nobody. In the house. Okay. What what room are you? Okay, listen, listen. The police are outside. Can you let the police here. officers in? It's Jessica. I'll leave her with you. Okay, Mitesh. I'll leave you with the police officers. Okay. Okay. So you're telling me that in just a half an hour time span, he went from seeing his wife alive walk into their home, and just a half an hour later, he found her dead. Yes. Wow. Right as this call ended, ambulance and police vehicles reached the Patel residence. 
the house was in disarray drawers opened clothes tossed clearly ransacked we have uploaded pictures of the disheveled rooms of that house on our instagram at desi crime there were three ambulances and police on the scene despite their best attempts the emergency responders could not resuscitate jessica jessica patel was pronounced dead on the scene on may 14th 2018 mitesh was broken he had loved this woman for 12 years they seemed to have everything a couple could want but now she was no more taken away from him the police informed jessica's family of the tragedy when her sister and father arrived on scene mitesh broke into tears and leapt into the arms of jessica's sister everyone was distraught but they were all there for each other Right now the question looming on everyone's mind was who could commit this travesty and so the investigation began the police sealed off the house and began collecting evidence almost immediately it appeared first to be a burglary gone wrong mitesh jay and rest of the family cooperated in giving their testimonies to the police At this point, Ishwara, I'd like to ask you what you think is happening. On one hand, we have a husband who is more often than not the perpetrator of domestic homicides, but on the other hand, we have Jay Patel, her father, who had disapproved of their marriage, who just happened to be in town. But we also have the outside variable. Was it someone else altogether? After all, it looked like a burglary. What do you think is happening? So a few things are really fishy to me in the context of this being a true crime podcast. The father's surprise visit after not being able to visit for a while and it being 66 miles away and stuff like that. It obviously stands out to me in the context of him not approving of the marriage, but it was also 7 years to the marriage. It had been a while and I wouldn't understand the motive now so many years later to commit a crime like this against their own daughter. the husband leaving for just half an hour to pick up a laptop he forgot sure also sounds fishy but it could just as easily be someone from the outside none of these people look suspicious or fishy right now to me right um i agree and so the next steps were for the police after thinking exactly the same things you thought to conduct a postmortem but the postmortem revealed something which was obvious it was revealed that jessica had died of asphyxiation which means a lack of oxygen in her blood she was basically strangled as evidenced by the marks on her neck but that wasn't a surprise the surprise was something else that basic preliminary police investigation revealed were there signs of forced entry into the patel residence and guess what there weren't any signs of forced entry no signs at all this most likely meant that jessica had voluntarily let the perpetrator of this crime enter her home that meant she knew the perpetrator well that is a profile that both jay her father and mitesh her husband fit but no one in the family the sisters or the cousins accused either of them nobody even suggested that either of them could have done this when morning of 15th may came about the community of linthrop woke up to this horrid news people were in disbelief a cornerstone of the small town was no more they demanded answers and not soon after the investigation began answers came 
piece by piece. The police used the CCTV footage of Mitesh at Romano's Pizza Shop to establish the timeline of when Mitesh was out and the murder could have taken place. On May 17th, 2018, four days after the murder, an arrest was made and the suspect was taken into police custody. It was a man, a 37-year-old man. It was Jessica Patel's husband, Mitesh Patel. the perfect husband who was caught trying to commit the perfect crime everyone was left stunned there was no way he could have killed his loving and devoted wife i don't believe that 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 sounds unbelievable completely contrary to everything you've told me about their relationship they seemed happy and in love the thing is what you see the thing is not only was his crime miles away from being perfectly executed the image of being a perfect husband was a facade a lie and behind that facade behind that lie behind that perfectly married 37 year old pharmacy owner was a philandering lying cheating and abusive gay man you heard me Mitesh Patel was gay. You're kidding me. This is honeymoon murder all over again. What? I I knew it. What? <laughs> I knew it. But the difference here is Ashwarya in Shreyan Diwani's case, he was acquitted and the evidence indicting him was all over the place. Where wherever you come down on that particular case, you and I differ, I know. You think Annie was killed by Shreyan and I am more careful of that conclusion. But this particular case did make me think more on those lines because Ashwarya the evidence indicting Mitesh wasn't unclear or all over the place. Piece by piece, evidence after evidence, the real story of the Patel household was unfolded. You see, Mitesh had an obsession with CCTV footage. He had installed the best-in-class CCTV cameras not only at his pharmacy but also outside his home. The only issue was that the hard drive linked to the CCTV was still inside the house when the police came. When they dug into the hard drive, they saw that on the afternoon on May 14th, Jessica had returned home 40 minutes before Mitesh left to get his laptop and pizza. There was a 40-minute window where he could have killed her, but this is circumstantial evidence. You're probably wondering, what is the hard evidence of this crime? What is the evidence beyond just having 40 minutes to kill? This will come as a shocker to you, but the great Steve Jobs technically helped the investigators. Both Jessica and Mitesh wore Apple watches. It was the Apple Health app which via the Apple Watch monitored their steps, location, and most importantly, their heart rate. When the police accessed this data, a picture was painted. You have to be kidding me. When Jessica came back home from work that day, which is caught in that CCTV footage, all of which we have uploaded and you can find on our Instagram her apple health app shows an increased heart rate all of a sudden and that's the same for mitesh then all of a sudden jessica's pulse is not visible in the records indicating that she died while mitesh was in the house then mitesh's health app shows that after jessica's heart rate disappeared 
His location bounced around all over the house, probably when he was throwing clothes everywhere to make it seem like a burglary. If that wasn't sufficient evidence, here's another one. Mitesh had three scratches on his neck visible even when the police came. He said it was from the workout at the gym, but when DNA analysis was done, Mitesh's DNA was found in Jessica's nails. His DNA was also found on the Tesco plastic bag used to suffocate her. So when we say his DNA was found on the plastic bag, what do we mean? It was his hair? I'm sure it was either hair, saliva, and you can just run, you know, parts of any sample through a gel electrophoresis. And if there is DNA, it will reveal that. Because DNA is not revealed via microscopic research. You need a gel electrophoresis in most cases. But I'm sure they had hair or they took a fragment of the said evidence and ran it under a regular test. That makes sense. He argued that his DNA was there from when he took it off her face. But his was the only DNA on the bag no one else's. It was definitive. Mitesh Patel killed Jessica Patel. I don't get it, Aryan. I'm forced to wonder the same thing I did with the honeymoon case. And that question drove me crazy back then. It'll drive me crazy now. Why did Mitesh ask Jessica to marry him if he was gay? Why did he continue this life for so long, for almost 10 years? Isn't it easier than committing a murder to just be openly gay despite your family's backlash or whatever and they were living in the UK. I completely agree with you Ashwarya but you see up until they got married in 2009 they were the perfect couple and that was a strategic move. Mitesh used Jessica as a tool. Do you remember that I said Mitesh came from a really conservative household the kind that would simply not accept his son as gay? So he used Jessica to mask his homosexuality and maintain status in that community. But as soon as they got married, he showed his real self. And you know what? It would have been much better if he was a lying, closeted gay husband to her. What I really, really despise was that he was abusive, verbally, emotionally and physically. For example, the year that the two got married, Jessica's grandfather was on his deathbed. Jessica had to beg Mitesh to let her go meet him, but he denied. He didn't let Jessica meet her dying grandfather. Moreover, he used to denigrate her and dismiss her in front of his co-workers. And if that wasn't bad enough, towards the latter half of their marriage, employees of the Roman Road Pharmacy reported frequently seeing Jessica with bruises on her face or saw her limping due to a wounded leg. She even told her sister that Mitesh had thrown a phone on her and a TV remote on another occasion. But if all that isn't bad enough... Here's the kicker. He didn't even hide his homosexuality from Jessica. He didn't care enough for Jessica to even hide the fact that he was gay. Soon into their marriage, Jessica caught him chatting with guys on the popular gay dating app Grindr. And he shamelessly got men to their marital home when she was there. In fact, while they were married, he began a relationship with another man named Dr. Amit Patel. This wasn't just a hookup. Hell, this wasn't even a secretive relationship. For a few weeks, Amit even stayed at their house in the guise of a friend. You see, Mitesh would fall asleep with Jessica in the couple's bedroom and midway into the night, slip into the guest bedroom to sleep with Amit. Amit eventually emigrated to Australia and Jessica 
told her family about this. This was time for an intervention. She had had enough. Both families met to discuss this issue. But in typical Desi conservative fashion, the topic of homosexuality or him sleeping with men wasn't broached. Neither Mitesh's nor Jessica's parents brought it up. That's when Mitesh moved the couple from Leeds, where she was close to her family, to Linthorpe. This was a move to isolate her. But if you think it stopped there, it did not. Even though the murder was committed in 2018, Google search results on his browser history revealed searches like how to stage a burglary and how to kill your wife, all the way back to 2012. 2012 was around the time Mitesh had taken out a £2 million life insurance policy on Jessica, unbeknownst to her. This murder was in work for months, if not years, and it was just a matter of time. The only reason, the only reason Jessica stuck around was because she wanted kids, and he's the only man she had ever known. She loved him. They had tried having kids for very long, but their sex life was almost non-existent. Not only that, since he was a pharmacist, Mitesh had access to all kinds of drugs. He was on a medication that reduced his sperm count to minimize chances of pregnancy. This is deceit on so many levels. This is deceit not just of one's identity. This is deceit not just in the sense that you're cheating on your partner and you're disloyal. The fact that you're telling your partner that you're trying to get pregnant with them, but then taking these drugs, this is just layers, levels deep of deceit and so much that is dishonest about this relationship. It's crazy. If somebody ever asked you, what's the definition of gaslighting? Just link this episode to them. This is is what gaslighting is. is. This is unbelievable. You're right. The layers of lying and deceit. But, you know, Jessica was so dead set on getting pregnant because, you know, this has been a dream of hers that they began an IVF treatment. And IVF, for those of you who don't know, is in vitro fertilization, a process of fertilization where an egg is combined with the sperm outside the woman's body in a lab. After several failed IVF attempts, the doctors were finally able to create three successful embryos in 2018. Mitesh did want to become a father, just not with Jessica. His soulmate was in Australia. That is when the plan was hatched. Buy property in Australia, using the £2 million from Jessica's life insurance, move in with Dr. Amit Patel and use those embryos to raise children with him. Sounds easy. Sounds evil. But his plans did not go through. Instead of Australia, he found himself in prison. Sentenced for life in prison with a minimum of 30 years without parole. 